0: This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for The Intentionality Gurus with Candice Pollock. Um, our title for today's podcast is Being Intentional with Shallow Work. Wow. I don't know anybody like that. but the being intentional part or being involved with shallow work uh being involved in shallow work yes um so what do you
1: think it means
0: um you know i think it means work that maybe we really don't have to do and we let it sort of um hijack us so and um put us in the wrong place at the wrong time Wait, are you talking about this morning? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm talking about how my last two weeks have been totally. Um, And, you know, I have reached out to a couple of people and have said, uh, call me out because I just get overly involved in little things like, oh, I'm going to separate all this stuff downstairs and then one by one I'm going to take it upstairs and put it away where I could have just taken everything at one time and put it away so yeah
1: so this is really uncanny again we do not talk about the topics ahead of time but um this is so spot on so the idea is shallow work is a combination of the things that we probably shouldn't get mired down in maybe we could eliminate that that can be a big portion of it uh, but it can also include those things that we have to do, like you know, some chores and um, maintenance things. Um, you know, just attending to emails. Some of it may be work related. Some of it may be personal. But the experience most of us have, if we're willing to admit it, is that we get involved with it. We we try and squeeze it in here and there, and um, then sometimes it becomes a rabbit hole and we get caught up in it. I don't you know, particularly if you have any kind of news or other, you know, social media alerts that can say, oh, you know, look at this shiny object over here and oh, this over
0: there. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, um, it's happening more than it should, uh, because what is interesting is that I see it and I say to myself, you know, don't go there. And then it's like, well, okay, you can go there. And then I go there, and then I see another piece, and I'm not completing anything other than, you know, being attracted to, you know, those uh, shiny objects that you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, so that's exactly it. And the idea is we don't have to be like over rigid about this whole topic. But the Cal Newport wrote the book Deep Work, and um, Laura Vanderkam wrote tranquility by tuesday and others have written on this topic but we want to be putting in the big rocks you know anchoring to that stephen covey analogy right that you put the big important things in first and then you put in the secondary and then you know finally the um in his uh, um illustration basically the the water the sand in the water the little right. stuff the problem is the little stuff tends to if we 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 focus on that in a Way that's not optimal, then it can consume the rest of our time. So there's no room for the rocks, and um, so we have to be a little uh, not as intentional, but more intentional, just as we would be on the the big rocks, the deep work kind of stuff. And the deep work stuff is something that's going to either move us forward in a business or a personal way, um, in a significant way. All right. So yeah, you know, it, doing exercises each day can be something like brushing our teeth, it's it's hygiene, um, mm-hmm. but in time it can lead to health or maintain health. And so some of these tasks are like that, but we don't want to do them at the exclusion of all the other big rocks that we have to attend to. Makes so sense. What, what, what rocks of yours tend to get pushed to the wayside um, for the little stuff?
0: Um. So one of the things that has been getting pushed to the side is um, I want to create a new, um, I guess, connection on social media. Um, Because I I had been reading about different things that you should do to grow your business. And I sit down intentionally first thing in the morning to do that. And it's on my calendar that I have one hour every morning and I sit down and it's like, you know, I'll get to that later. You know, it looks like I have important email here. And then I find out that I don't have important email. Then I start deleting things that I don't need in my email because I want that nice and clean, you know? Um, And then I find all these little tasks that I start doing thinking, well, I'm now getting organized. So what I had scheduled maybe for 7 a.m. this morning to do, you know what, if I clean all this up, I can do that at 10 o'clock, but then I don't put it on the calendar and then it still doesn't get done.
1: So are you sure you're not just saying these things because um, it seems to be so spot on with our topic today?
0: (laughs) No, because I've been thinking about this and interesting, interestingly um, I mentioned to um, a mutual friend of ours, Christy, that I needed some help in being um, to keep me on task and for specifically a meeting that we do on Tuesday nights. And It's something that I really, really want to do, but I let all this other stuff creep in, whether it be my husband, my son, um, cleaning my desk. Um, Something comes in and it's like, you know what, I'm not going to go to my Tuesday meeting because I'm overwhelmed and I've done it to myself.
1: Yeah, and and it is all self-sabotaging things that we do, and and social media and all the stuff online is really designed to, you know, aid and abet us in that distractibility, and um, so there are ways to harness our attention, our focus, and get that stuff out of the way, but not let it, you know, have its way with us, so to speak. And um, so I really love this Tranquility by Tuesday by Laura Vanderkam. She's the one that wrote the book, 168 Hours, as well. But um, building on Cal Newport's work, where he talks about deep work, knowledge workers have to protect their mental time more because so many things can erode it, all that um, shallow stuff. And he thinks of shallow work as anything that isn't moving us forward, um, where we can't get into deep thought and um, really move the ball forward in terms of our goals and and projects and so on. So some of the things we can do is we can just schedule a block of time, probably when our energy is the lowest. It doesn't require a lot of mental energy, so you wouldn't pick your prime focus time um, when your energy is at its best and your ability to maintain attention is at its best. You would save that for the, the, the deeper things that have to get done where more attention and, and accuracy or whatever, depending on your field, is important. But the shallow work can go into some of those lower energy times. Sometimes it's after a meal and so on. I've learned, however, I can't do it when I'm kind of spent for the day, because that's when I just do that mindless, you know, right. drifting um, with social media and so on. And I'm pretty good about it, but if I'm tired, I, you know, I have no resistance. I'll, I'll I'll just kind of veg out, and then you know, three hours have gone by. It's like just totally a waste of time. Absolutely, I hear you. So Vanderkam recommends that we batch the little things. And there was another person, Stephanie, I can't remember Stephanie's last name, but she had a great program and I love the way she did it. So she would start out with her calendar and she just had a piece of paper with a line down the vertically down, you know, roughly half and half. And on the right side, she would identify all the, you know, she'd brain dump all the things she needed to do. You could do that on sticky notes as well, but she would just list them in no particular order. And on the left side, she would write the days of the week. And then she would pick the uh, things on the um, right side that were the rocks and put them in first. And then she would take them in, you know, the next would be the pebbles, you know, the lesser things and, and, and just keep filling that in. and, I really liked it because it made sure that you got the rocks in. What it didn't do, and I don't mean this as a criticism by any way, because I I thought it was really effective, was um, not batching those little things. So it's easy to stuff it in here and there. But if you know you have a reliable time block that you can take care of certain categories of things, trying not to mix and match too much, um, it it tends to um, increase the likelihood that You'll be able to bang them out. And the point that Vanderkam talks about, we've mentioned Parkinson's law before. I don't know if you remember, but Parkinson's law is the time it takes to complete something is the time we make available to it. Okay. And so if we, you know, the classic situation, we can't get a lot of things done until we want to go on vacation and then we have to get them done before we go and we, we get them done. Right. Such a novel concept. But so we can artificially constrict the time and just say, I'm going to do this in an hour on such and such a day. But then coupling that with BJ Fox habit recipes, you know, we anchor it to some particular um event. Um, and then we identify what the behavior is we're going to do in that time frame, and then we have to celebrate it when we do it, because that reinforces the idea. So so what is popping up in your brain as I'm talking?
0: Um, so, again, you know, I put all those rocks in first, and I know what they are, and they, you know, appear on my calendar. Um, but what I'm finding is that um, I, my brain says you're going to be intentional, okay? You, you need to focus. But then my other side of the brain says, you know what? Um, You are too tired. Um, You don't feel good. Uh, You got to take care of something else. And it becomes so real to me that it's like, now I'm making an excuse why I'm not getting something accomplished. And I really honed in on this last week. Um, Here I was, you know, I had my computer all set up, finished um you know my daily work on Tuesday. And here I was going to go to my meeting at seven thirty. And I knew I was tired. I knew I was stressed. Um, but I also knew that this meeting takes all that away from me and allows me to feel better. And yet, all I could do was concentrate on. You know, I don't feel well. I'm tired. My husband needs me. You know, I'm just not going to go. And then I look back and it's like, but I could have gone and none of this would have interrupted it. But in my brain, I kept thinking it would. So it sounds to me like that has something to do with your energy
1: management in terms of the timing of, how the day went perhaps right. relative to the meeting. So yep. if that meeting, for instance, were a big rock or let's just call it a pebble, um, maybe not to overemphasize it because, you know, that'll be the nature of a lot of things. Um, then how was your energy going into that phase of the day? Cause it's, you know, it's late in the, it's
0: an early evening. So my energy typically on that day of the week by, um, five o'clock I'm zapped. Um, and so what I went ahead and did, um, the next day, um, I contacted one of my clients who I usually have a standing week appointment from four to five on Tuesdays. And I said, you know, instead of doing it weekly, what if we skip the third week of the month? and he said, oh, you know, that would be terrific, you know? (laughs) And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was like, you know, I could take that big rock out of there because I didn't need to deal with that. And so I sort of practiced that the next day that if I had that time slot open, what was I going to feel like at 7.30 in the evening? And, you know, I knew there were other things that I needed to do, you know, uh, make dinner, uh, clean up, whatever. And I found that I had just enough time to sit back for about maybe a half hour, 45 minutes before this 730 time slot. And I thought, now this is what I can do on Tuesdays. And um, I'm going to practice it again tomorrow and see how it works.
1: Yeah, so that's a love it. I mean, perfect example of, you know, paying attention to what's going on. So it isn't just that we have a list of tasks to do, we have to couple it with our um, energy level, because we, you know, if we're spent, we're spent, you know, mentally, and you just can't. Get the body to, to to do what it needs to do, even if these are minor tasks. Otherwise, you're you're just asking yourself to become a gutter ball in terms of your attention. It's just going to go into the gutter and like straight to um the the uh, return uh, system. And um, so, what else occurs to you in terms of your calendaring?
0: Well, and your, I have, and your energy. Yeah, so I do have to be more intentional about it, because um, early morning, I'm, you know, I'm raring to go. Um, And that's why I had put um, something on my calendar for seven o'clock, thinking that was great, but realizing seven o'clock is not where my energy is. My energy really starts around eight o'clock in the morning, and I have basically full energy until 10, and then I seem to wean, And so what I did for my calendar this week is, you know, try to block it so that from 10 or 1030 to maybe noon, I have a break in there and I actually have nothing written down for that time because that's going to be, you know, free time. If, If I have the energy to do something and want to, hey, I've got the time. Or if I just don't want to do anything, um, you know, I still have that time. Well, if I
1: may, I'm going to um, insert a, an idea. So I'm not saying that every time has to be scripted and productive, but one of the things you may want to consider after that first burst of energy is, and you have a space that you've proactively put there then you might want to go outside for just a few minutes. You know, even on a cold day, just, you know, there's something about nature that is rejuvenating. And it could mean that you could enjoy that time that you, you're not doing, you're just being. Right. And, um, you know, have a greater sense of fulfillment and um, enjoyment from the day. And then that, that can pace you throughout the, the remainder of the day. And then, you know, if you've pre- programmed some of your deep work and your shallow work then it can be a nice pace but it's under your control not just the the whims of your energy which can be you know a factor of you know did you get enough sleep did you you know what did you eat when did you eat um you know all sorts of things cumulative sleep for the the week up to that point and so on so the whole point is we can be little citizen scientists regarding ourselves and say, all right, what's what's optimum for me? what how do I want to do this? And you know, even if you're not going to work, and you're not striving for some big um, goal or something, it can still bring more enjoyment and um, to do the things and
0: have the energy to do the things that you want to be able to do. Well, and I find it interesting. so um, yesterday, um, I was subbing for, uh, one of my it partners and I knew I was going to be out of the house, you know, for four hours plus plus. and rich and I were going out last night. And typically, you know, I come home from, from the job and I'm, I'm tired. Um, and yesterday, what I did was when I finished my shift, um, and was sitting in my car uh, while I was waiting for my seat to warm up and everything. I have a CD in my car that just, I love the performer and I sat there and I listened to the first seven um, songs on there, which (laughs) took me to a different place. It was like, you know, I'm not tired anymore. This music energizes me. I was thinking of my friend, you know, uh, whose CD it is um, and and just a lot of maybe unintentional thoughts are getting into my head, but they were all pleasant. So now when I drove home, um, I was energized. Whereas most days I would tell you that uh, I probably don't even remember leaving work and all of a sudden I see myself pulling into my garage. After driving that two thousand ton, um, yeah. the,
1: whatever yes. two ton um, vehicle home, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Semi consciously. Yes. You know. So I, I love that as well because what it's saying is that you are, you are finding other ways to re rejuvenate. In essence, it doesn't have to be going out in nature, but it's something else that switches your brain from. The, all the you know right sided um analytical stuff and so on and now you're just kind of um in that relaxed mode maybe exactly. maybe your brain waves um have even changed um from um the active stuff to the more um chill um things to be scientific so um vandercam lists six steps to um basically harnessing um the shallow time and, and putting boundaries on it so we've already you've just naturally um identified some of them so you we're identifying small tasks right so that it's easier to pick up on which ones are the deep work and which are the shallow work and then you um had a sense of how much time you needed to to get them done all right so you have that on the calendar and then um you started to identify, you know, just noticing where you were getting stuck. And um, basically, uh, you know, in terms of time of day, perhaps, or, you know, time of the week. And then, um, let me see what else you were doing here. Um, you put things on the calendar. So are you writing any of this down in terms of the kinds of um, things that, um, you're worried about because what happens with a lot of people is they're in a constant, you know, hamster wheel mental cycle in terms of um, I got to do it now because I'm afraid I'll forget it. So does any of that
0: ever happen to you? Um. So when I when I believe it's something really important that I have to do, it goes on my calendar, uh, and it goes on my calendar with reminder. So. You know, I will get a ding on my phone or at the computer wherever I am at the time to remind me that this is something that um, I need to do or really want to do. Um, my can- I don't put that on for everything. So like for instance, I've been wanting to call my brother out in California. Um, and I know there are certain times of the day during the week I'll never reach him. Even though he has a cell phone, he just doesn't answer it uh, at those times. And so I intentionally have it on my computer um, constantly that these are the times I could call him, but doesn't mean just because it pops up, I have to call him at that time or that day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's it's just a reminder um, because if I, if I leave him a voicemail, he'll never call me back because he doesn't listen to voicemail. So Who does? <laughs> he's hard to get through to. Um, so, you know, but I've gone like the last two weeks with these reminders. I haven't called them. And that's for a number of various reasons. Either I didn't have anything to say or at the time it came up, um, I saw something that was more important to do at that time. Or chose to do something less important.
1: Yeah. So it's a nice way to have it there. So you're not worried about forgetting it and having, you know, before you know it, a month or two or three have gone by. Right. And um, but it's not the kind of alert that is hijacking your attention that you you have to stop everything and do it. Exactly. That like. So that's a perfect thing. Um in other settings in in the authors of Winning the Week talk about the someday list and um, it's kind of a riff on the David Allen get it done um, approach where you basically brain dump everything and keep it on a master list, which I really kind of, you know, untethered me <laughs> it just seemed yeah. like they're way too long of a list. I'd never be able to find anything and um, as if I was going to act on it. Right. Yeah. And, um, but the authors of winning the week, um, Demure and um, Carrie uh, Bentley basically are saying um, the someday list is something that you can tickle for like once a month or once every other month and look at it from time to time to see if anything on that list needs to be pulled into your, maybe your deep work or your shallow work. And the joke is in many ways, you kind of know that it's going there to die because if it, if it, um, Demir was just explaining recently that um, there's one thing about learning uh, Spanish uh, fluently, He they live part time um, in South America. And um, he said that he, he's he been there eight years on and off, and he's really lousy at Spanish. And he, he's embarrassed by it, but it keeps going on his list. And then he finally had to come to terms with it. He, it's on his someday list because it's not a priority, just something he'd like to do and then he um, basically is rooting for it to finally r- rise to the level of being important enough to go on his um, deep work time now. And um, he t- pretends that he talks to it saying, come on, you know, I'm gonna keep you on the list for a while, but <laughs> you know, um, you gotta work harder you know, if you're going to survive <laughs> kind of a thing. But we can be thinking about some of the competition for our time and our attention that way. And obviously the shallow work is, is, you know, again, some of it has to be done similar to brushing our teeth, but um, it doesn't have to hijack us um, entirely. It,
0: yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that my husband has complained about with me is that we'll be sitting either eating breakfast or dinner. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, and, and I get it from the table and I start doing it and he'll say, what are you doing?" and I just remembered this. And he'd go, okay, you can't do that. Like in 15 minutes when we're done eating or, and I'll look at him and it's like, you know, like, like he's the crazy one. Okay. Like, of course I can't do it later. And then I realized, you know, what was that really all about? You know, it's like, this wasn't something that even had to get done probably. Um, So I'm trying to be, more intentional about when those thoughts pop up is, you know, do I really have to do this? Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and this phrase, I, I just love from uh, Demir and Carrie's book winning the week um, that we have a time supply. It's 168 hours a week. It, it's the same as Bill Gates gets and right. You know, everybody else gets, and then we have the bids on our time. <laughs> And that phrase just bids on the time. It doesn't mean we have to do these things. And then we have to, you know, make decisions about you made the cut, you didn't make the cut, just like he was talking about, you know, maybe you're on a Sunday list, that's where you can brain dump everything. And then you can look at it periodically and just review it to see if something needs to be brought over. But in the meantime, you put all the big rocks in, you know, towards goals and, you know, personal development, and, you know, all this stuff we say is important. And then um the other stuff can be filtered in, but always being a good manager of our the amount of time, the ratio of the shallow work to the deep work and the what what constitutes shallow work. So they uh, the Bentley's also have a concept called um taco, and it's basically you either terminate the need to do something, you um like you you stop doing it, you know, so I've eliminated it several newsletters and so on because i just wasn't getting to them like why delude myself and just junk up my email right and um and if it was important enough i probably gonna gonna google the topic anyway and um the second would be automated so that's recurring calendar items like you you just described so that Mm -hmm. okay it's going to pop up again kind of like the magic eight ball you know it's going to appear Um, periodically. And you'll have an option to decide, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down, whether it it gets on your calendar. Then the second or third is you consolidate them. So that's where we're talking about the shallow work, you know, bunch it into time blocks so that, you know, you're going to be really uh, rigorous in terms of the time you get to do it. Maybe turn on some jazzy music, whatever, while you're doing it, um, just to kind of energize things. And then finally, um, the O in taco is outsource it get somebody else to do it. Martha Beck calls that better it, barter it, bag it. And, um, so, um, everybody has their their
0: own concept on that. Absolutely. Wow. What a conversation again. And we didn't plan this. right? Exactly.
1: (laughs) So going into the week, I, I have some, you know, rigorous pruning to do on some of my shallow work and, um, I think it'll be a never ending thing, but
0: it's, um, it's opening up new things for me.
1: So I hope it's doing the same for you and anyone. That's
0: and I find it interesting that when we have things planned and then something else important happens around us, how all of a sudden we can sort of adjust ourselves and still get everything accomplished that we wanted to Um even if that hadn't popped up Uh, last week, we happened to have lost a friend and on Friday, there was the wake and on Saturday morning, there was the funeral service and my original thought, and I looked at the calendar was, how am I gonna do this? And then I just, you know, put it in there and we did it. It didn't disrupt anything. And so I think sometimes for me, I, I start to panic that, you know, how can I get these all done when something like falls from the sky and you feel like you've got to add that in. Exactly. And, and Vanderkam
1: talks about that in her TED talk, but also in her um, book, 168 hours about the uh, broken um, water tank and, you know, seven hours out of this person's week was allocated, had to be, can't avoid it. And uh, yet we perpetually live our lives as if we don't have enough time. And it's the point is we have, we can make the time. We have to make the time sometimes.
0: Absolutely. Well, in today's show notes, I'm going to put in uh, links to Laura Vanderkamp, because I know we've been talking about her a lot. Um, I started uh, reading 168 hours because I felt that, um, you know, Sometimes I think I have, you know, 500 hours in a week. <laughs> uh, and your, your
1: time eyes are bigger than your time stomach, yeah,
0: exactly. And, <laughs> and it's always been that way. Um, but so, since I started reading it, I am realizing, hey, you know, like you said in the beginning, I don't have to have every minute accounted for, and that's okay, and yeah. uh. I'm just getting used to it. So we'll see if I can continue to be intentional. Thank you again for today's conversation. And we will be back in two weeks. Everybody stay warm and dry. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Karen. Bye-bye.